Jack Tuttle has entered the transfer portal for IU football, ending the backup quarterback's brief but memorable time in Bloomington. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? It is Monday, October 17th. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your one and only daily one-stop shop for everything IU Athletics. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. The big news on Monday morning is that Jack Tuttle has entered the transfer portal for IU football. Uh... Perhaps only surprising in that he was a captain still for the team, but outside of that, not not entirely shocking to see him enter the portal, especially ahead of the winter, so he can enroll somewhere else and join that the new program earlier. Um, also not shocking because simply it was pretty clear he was not getting the the starting job this season barring any sort of injury um, which is really the only way he's been able to play in Bloomington the last couple of seasons for all of the discussion on Twitter and social media Bazak was not losing this job uh, he had I don't want to say a strong game on on Sunday but uh, 29 of 42 with three touchdowns wasn't awful. Uh, he had a couple of interceptions, but IU is clearly riding with Bazelak is is the point. And Tuttle was in the back seat, and ultimately, Tuttle is a good quarterback. He can probably play for a lower Power Five school, which I mean describes Indiana, but uh, a lower Power Five school or really any kind of mid major. It'll be interesting to see the teams, the programs that are interested in him. He also, I mean, he had his shot to win the job this offseason, and he lost. It seemed like it was as 50-50 as they could make it. Coming in, they both had chances. They both were given opportunities. I think it's pretty clear watching the games that there's a lot of stuff Bazelak can do that Jack Tuttle can't. There's just that little more zip on his passes. He has a little bit better arm. Uh, can make some of those bigger throws that Jack Tuttle could not. I think Jack Tuttle is a great game-managing quarterback, but to be a game-managing quarterback, you need a good run game, a strong offensive line, some proven wide receivers, and IU does not have a good offensive line, does not have a run game, and coming into the season did not have anything proven in terms of wide receivers. So, I can understand why he kind of fell behind the eight ball a little bit and, and could not get the job. But look, IU fans should have nothing but happiness for Jack Tuttle's time in Bloomington, specifically that 2020 season. That Wisconsin game I'm always going to remember very, very fondly, um, if not just because of kind of what happened afterwards with the celebration with Tom Allen as the players walk by and are embracing him. I think that's kind of the indelible mark uh, Tuttle ha- will leave on this program is just being a part of that season, being a part of that specific victory. It was a memorable one. Um, it also just kind of highlights 
It was such an odd game. He only threw the ball 22 times, had a couple touchdowns, though. Um, it was, it was a, it was a brief time in Bloomington, as I said in the opener. Um, and he, he struggled in other outings. I mean, in the same bowl game that year, he struggled, although he had injury. He struggled last season behind a very porous offensive line. Uh, and then he eventually gets injured himself. He was just never able to separate himself from the competition, whether in 2020, whether in 2021. That led to them kind of seeking out Bazelak. But again, ultimately, I I will forever be grateful for what he helped this program do in that 2020 season. I wish him the best moving forward. Uh, But he... Well, like I said, it'll be interesting to see where he lands. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he can land at a, a program that he can play a big role in, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's winning games next season because if you get him in the right situation, uh, I could see him being that game manager type that is able to take care of the ball um, and may not be forced to, to make the big throws or, or throw under pressure, things like that. And if you get the right system around him, I could see him being a a quarterback that can lead a team to a bowl game. Doesn't mean IU did anything wrong necessarily with uh, his time here. It was just how things panned out in a different universe. If IU doesn't have such a terrible offensive line, maybe he's able to play through the 2021 season, not look as bad, and... Maybe Bazelak never shows up. Whatever it may be. Uh, Outside of playing the what-if game, what did happen is he did help us in that 2020 season, which I think everybody's going to remember fondly. He was a a part of that, and we thank him for that. But uh, ultimately, this team is moving forward without him. They're moving forward this week after a loss against Maryland. Look, they had their shots in this one. We're going to talk about the... uh, Some of the big takeaways from this game, another frustrating loss that kind of seals IU's fate when it comes to bowl game and whether or not they'll be in it this year. Before we talk about any of that, though, the numbers do not lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. You don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right. At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. Uh, they protect you with cutting-edge security technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who have your back. Uh, here's why people love it. You can, with 24-7 professional monitoring, uh, you can get calls from Simply Safe agents in the moment uh, anytime a threat is happening and dispatch police or first responders in an emergency, even if you're not home or can't be reached. Simply Safe blankets your home in protection with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside your home. Smarter ways to detect motion that only alert when you're th- only alert you when a threat is real. And even hazard sensors that instantly detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. Our monitoring experts use proprietary advanced response technology to visually confirm when a break-in is real so you have 
uh, so you can get the highest priority police dispatch. So go customize your own perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month for free. I love free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on college to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Big thanks to all you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every single day, your first watch as well. Shout out to all of you who helped get the YouTube to over 500 subscribers. Our new mission, as I've said a couple times, a uh, couple times is to head on over to Apple, leave a review over there, uh, give us that five-star review so we can get in front of more eyes, keep this audience growing. Also, thank you to you guys. This Monday episode's going up late. Uh, had a wedding over the weekend, so I'm playing catch-up as one tends to do after a uh, weekend wedding. So I uh, had to watch the game on Monday morning, but that means maybe a little bit of a, a fresh perspective on this one. It doesn't make it any less frustrating. Uh, In some ways, it seems like the same old song and dance with IU is that they're just right there. They're just close, but they do it to themselves. They shoot themselves in the foot. And this one had the trademarks of all the uh, those perfect, frustrating collapses that IU football always tends to put forth. They had the chance late. They seem to be maybe on track to move the ball down the field to uh, score the go-ahead touchdown. Anderson Kobe coughs one up. It's just it's different people. You can't really harp on any one person. As I mentioned earlier, Bazelak wasn't perfect through a couple of interceptions. Albeit, I thought the offense, I mean, they had sustained drives, which they hadn't done uh, during this season, sustained scoring drives. They still lost the time of possession by over 10 minutes, which, I mean, under Walt Bell, as long as he's here, that's just not going to be something IU's going to win. They're not interested in a time of possession battle. But ultimately, losing to a backup quarterback, losing to a comeback from a backup quarterback, that's tough. That one, that that's a new one I can't remember happening to IU football in a while, at least, Uh which thoughts off to Talia Tagaviola. I don't I haven't seen uh anything about his injury. It didn't look great. I mean, especially when you're getting carted off the field, it doesn't look great. There has been no word uh as of recording this uh late Monday morning of his status. You have a backup quarterback come in and you can't stop him is frustrating and, and that's what I'm getting at with with these typical frustrating Indiana losses. You can complain about officiating. I know Tom Allen didn't like the call against Devon Matthews late. My theory or my kind of take has always been you play silly games, you win silly prizes. I don't know why you're on one hand. I I don't know why you're standing over someone on second down like that. Uh, It felt silly, but at the same time, those types of plays happen throughout the entire game. And honestly, if Devon Matthews, did that and just turned his head to look at Taiwan Mullen instead of the wide receiver. I don't know that they throw the flag because I mean, I wasn't even looking for it. And there were a couple similar taunting quote unquote, for those not watching on YouTube uh, types of plays that could have been called. I think it was a pretty silly flag, but I don't know why you're standing over someone on second down 
when you still need another stop to force a punt. So, I mean, those types of plays happen. It was a silly flag, but you play silly games, you win silly prizes. And that's just an example of IU shooting itself in the foot that it it did through a lot of this game. It was a lot of self-inflicted wounds that they had their shot. Um, I mean, you can kind of kiss away bowl game hopes. I was going to mention this later, but this was it. IU had to win this game. Unless you're picking three of Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, Purdue, or Rutgers that you think IU can beat, which I don't think they can beat. I don't know that there's a single win left uh, for the Hoosiers. So, I mean, if you want to zoom in on the the Maryland game specifically before we do anything big picture, third downs, it's such a odd dichotomy because IU struggled with them 4 of 13 Maryland did not eight of 17. And, and I got back to kind of thinking we've talked a lot about when Tom Allen took over the defensive play calling, I kind of had an expectation of getting back to what made Tom Allen's defenses so good in the past. One of those things was the ability to get off the field on third down. That's part of what makes a great defense. Great is when you get people into third down situations, you hold, you get off the field, you get the ball back to your defense or excuse me, your offense, IU has struggled with that this season, and they struggled with that. Um, they struggled with that on Saturday. 8 of 17, they were 2 for 2 on 4th down as well, so 10 of 19 on 3rd and 4th downs is not getting off the field. Uh, so the, it's those types of things that you just let them stay in the game, and their two touchdowns late came on 3rd downs, Two final scores for Maryland came on third downs. Talia made some big plays early on. His ability to get out of the pocket was really causing IU problems, I thought, early in the game. They seemed to get a better grasp on it as things went on. But, I mean, late in the game, it's pretty inexcusable. It's hard to really make a lot of good uh, excuses or anything for losing to a backup quarterback like that. Like, that one's really tough to come back from. So, I mean... Just getting third down stops and getting off the field is not something this team has been able to do in a couple seasons, but certainly since uh certainly this season and certainly in this game and it cost them. It cost them in a big way late. I will say that this team hasn't given up. At this point last season, I started to feel like the team was giving up, and uh, I know there's still a number of weeks left. I think this team is still showing some improvements. The offensive line didn't look much improved, but we spoke all week about uh, that it wasn't going to, there wasn't going to be just this huge jump. Like, this is a long term thing. Uh, At this point last year, they had just lost to Michigan State. So I'll give them that one. That Michigan State game was very frustrating, but it was a 20 to 15 loss against uh, number 10 Michigan State. It was the next week when they lost 54-7 to Ohio State and the wheels completely came off. So I guess we'll have to look to Rutgers next week to know if the wheels completely come off. But it doesn't feel like it. It feels like this team is still fighting. It feels like uh, on both sides of the ball that they're still trying. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, they're still kind of evolving. The, de- the offense had some sustained drives. They're trying to put, put things together, but... Again, as I also mentioned, the bowl games are gone. So, I mean, not mathematically, so I don't expect this team to just give up. They're still going to believe, but to let a very winnable game like this slip away, 
we'll see if if that has any effect or impact on their mindset for the rest of the season. I don't want to sit here every week and say, ah, well, this is a point where they give up. This is a point where they give up. But after last season with how badly things spiraled, it's just kind of one of those things to monitor. I think this might be about the point IU fans turn the page and start to really focus on basketball, which we'll have that coverage for you this week. But I don't think this team itself is turning the page on this season yet. They're still fighting, which is admirable and what you want to see from your program. We'll still keep tuning in here each week to watch IU football, but hopefully it comes with some more wins later in the season. Let's highlight a couple players who stuck out, I thought played well on Saturday. Before we do that, betonline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, even golf. Uh, obviously college football is on there, uh, and NFL, uh, I used bet online this weekend while I was in, um, while I was with some friends in Philadelphia to, uh, bet on some lines. If you want to look at the Hoosiers this weekend, they're only a two and a half point underdog on the road. So if you're feeling froggy, if you think IU, uh, is able to pick up a big road win, head on over to bet online. Uh, either betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Let's highlight some key players uh, from this contest. A couple of wide receivers I want to talk about. Um, again, Bazak made some really bad decisions. I'll lead with that. But 29 to 42 for 292 yards. Just that snapshot right there, not taking anything else into account, is about as good as that part has looked this season. Uh, The second interception I thought was really, really bad. Um, It was throwing the ball directly into coverage, which if you want that to be a jump ball, then I I didn't understand that throw at all. Um, So he made some really bad decisions, but a couple of wide receivers I thought stood out. Emory Simmons, if anybody's kind of gained the most from Cam Camper and DJ Matthews not really being around in the last couple of weeks uh, for various games, I know Camper only missed one game. DJ Matthews was kind of available, but didn't play a whole lot. Simmons, I think, has taken the biggest leap. Six catches for 99 yards, a 40-yard catch that if Bazelak just leads that a little bit more, maybe it's a touchdown or uh, an even bigger reception. He also was the recipient of that double tipped pass in the final drive where it was just, I don't, I don't know what that was. The football gods just taunting IU with like back-to-back passes that are tipped that they catch. Like I don't, football gods are cruel, <laughs> but Emory Simmons had six catches for 99 yards. As I mentioned, um, it was, it, it took a lot to establish a couple guys out of this, wide receiver room because there was a lot of talent and nobody had really proven anything. Cam Camper, Emory Simmons, both have been terrific. There's been moments Anderson Kobe has looked uh, solid. 
It's going to be really hard to overlook that fumble at the end of the game, though. Um, so I still, w- I still wish they would they would include Donovan McCauley more. They included him in a pass, so I guess that's something. But even just doing things like that, getting him involved, getting the ball into his hands, figuring out ways to use him. You have a very talented guy out there that I just feel like he isn't utilized enough in, in different ways. Uh, Cam Camper, worth mentioning as well. Six catches, 69 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, the touchdown coming very early on. Had a couple of nice receptions. He was also a recipient of a tipped pass and that final scoring drive for the Hoosiers that silly. Uh, I I almost wish that it would have just been a three and out rather than just the gods giving us all these breaks in the final drive when it ultimately was for not. It was just to make sure we covered the spread, if nothing else. Uh, but those two 12 catches, uh, 168 yards and a touchdown. Strong showing, and with DJ Matthews hobbled, not 100%, not playing, whatever it's been the last couple weeks, Emory Simmons has really stepped up and given IU an exciting pair of receivers moving forward, um, not just uh, this season, but potentially next season as well. Uh, I'm not certain with eligibility if Emory Simmons has a year left. He's listed as a senior I don't know if he has one more year, but Cam Camper is listed as a junior, so he should be back. Cam Camper, when he's been healthy, has been statistically one of the best wide receivers in the Big Ten this season. Um, He may fall down that list now that uh, he's missed a game and and not been able to put up those numbers, but he's been uh, exceptional this season. So shout out to him for, again, we've mentioned a lot of times, coming out of nowhere. Uh, last name to mention, Aaron Casey, 10 tackles led the team, seven solo tackles tied for the team lead, a sack, which feels rare nowadays for IU football. He had one, Brian, uh, Brylin Lanier got one on a DB blitz, but Casey also had two tackles for loss, led the team there as well, had a QB hurry, led the team there as well, like a, a, an all around really strong performance. With Cam Jones out, they've needed Casey and Bradley Jennings Jr. to both step up. Casey has been terrific this season. He's really stepped up with Cam Jones out. And so big shout-out to him for making some plays defensively. Now, the defense has been frustrating in all sorts of ways, and you're never going to win a game giving up 38 points uh, in the Big Ten. There's a lot of things they need to figure out. Um but Aaron Casey is very noticeable on when you're watching games. He's always around the ball, always around the line of scrimmage, always making plays. So big shout out to him for continuing a strong season for the Hoosiers. Thanks again for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back with you tomorrow to do some more men's basketball previews. We're still in a basketball mindset. The season is closing in on us. We're going to continue previewing uh, some of these players. So know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Everyday host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a quick rating and review. 
Most importantly, though, guys, hope your week starts off great. Uh, Hope Monday is awesome for you. And as always, Elio.